0: Hello, goddesses! Thank you for tuning in to the second podcast episode. Well, the first one was just an introduction into what exactly is the Sapphire Goddess Circle. And if you haven't listened to that one yet, just give it a quick listen to acquaint yourself with uh, what there is to all, to have here. So, And if you want to join the, the circle, we have a group on Facebook called Sapphire Goddess Circle join that beautiful community of women ready to dive deep and awaken their inner goddess like you are ready to awaken yours. I truly believe you wouldn't be here ready and listen or I mean you wouldn't be here listening to this if you weren't ready. So bring it on, come as you are. Today I want to talk about a little something that I think most if not all of us are familiar with and that is anxiety and intuition. So (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about ways that I could share with you how to trust your intuition. Um, And one of those ways was, of course, to listen to what your body is telling you to be present and embodied and listen to the sensations coming up in your body. And I started to list the ways that our body can, can communicate what our intuition is trying to tell us. And one of those ways, actually, most of the ways most of the things I started listing were also symptoms of anxiety and it totally hit me. And I believe in a holistic um, way of being healthy so I believe that the foods we eat impact our health and, what, and our health, especially our gut, impacts our mental health and our thoughts vice versa can impact our gut health and impact the rest of our body so I do believe that there is a food component to anxiety I believe it can be chemical but I do once again believe it It comes back to being rooted in our in our gut and but I think I have noticed in my life that even more important than that that it's most of the time our intuition talking to us and it's So weird for me to think back all of the times that I have felt anxious, and I thought for no reason, I thought I was just being afraid and I had to get over it and kind of pull up my big girl panties, you know, and get the work done and stuff like that, move move through it, work through it, that it wasn't just senseless anxiety, it was my intuition. So, I'm sure you know very well the symptoms of anxiety. But if you don't, if you are a magical unicorn who has never experienced this phenomena in your body, it feels like your heartbeat racing. It feels like a sickness in your stomach, like flipping, flopping stomach, you know? It can feel like a tightness in your back or your shoulders or your neck. It can feel like a tingling or a numbness in your arms. It can feel like lightheadedness or like a headache. It can feel like Not sleeping well. Um, I'm sure there are other symptoms too. Those are the ones that I can think of that I've experienced. Um, So I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the symptoms of anxiety, actually, the symptoms of our intuition, our body communicating to us, and realized they were all the symptoms of anxiety that I had. Oh my goodness. So that got me thinking about all the times I felt very anxious about something and it turned out in hindsight that those it wasn't senseless anxiety for the most part you know it was my body communicating to me that something wasn't right and I didn't listen to it because in our culture we're so conditioned especially as women to not trust ourselves and not to trust our intuition in our bodies because oh we're just hormonal oh we're probably PMSing or oh we are overly emotional or too sensitive or blah, 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 any of the things that people put on women to devalue us and to disempower us. I had to take a deep breath because I was getting really worked up. (laughs) Um, so we mistrust ourselves. We don't listen to ourselves. And then we have an epidemic of, of mental illness, like anxiety and depression. And so it's easy to point it at that and go, oh, I'm just feeling all these terrible things because I'm an anxious person. Well, what does that do? It disempowers us even more. And it gets us to not even question why we're feeling the way we're feeling. We just brush it off. So I wanted to share with you this instance, and I gosh, (laughs) I didn't even know, I don't think that this is what I was doing, but in this past year, as I've been on my spiritual awakening and my new journey, I have started to listen to myself more and to trust myself and trust my body, and so I found this podcast at the start of my journey called The Law of Attraction and Action by Michelle Joy. You should definitely check it out because it's amazing and life-changing, and she talks about following your joy. And doing the things that feel good. And it's all about living in a high vibration. And so that you are able to receive those things that you want. You're able to receive high vibration things because what you're putting out is high vibration. What you're living in is high vibration. The things you're thinking and feeling are high vibration. And the easiest way to get there is following your joy. So I gave myself permission to follow my joy. And that meant also not following the things that brought me the opposite of joy, things that made me feel anxious or stressed especially. And so I think of the things that I even thought I enjoyed or at a time did enjoy and found value in. So our intuition might be telling us to stay away from something and it's not because that thing is like inherently bad. It's just not where we're supposed to be right now. And so I wanted to to share with you a specific example from my life. Um, I don't know if you can hear me, like swallowing really heavily, but talking about this stuff, I guess, is <laughs> just getting me like really w- riled up. Um, because it's amazing to me. It makes it just makes me wonder if I had listened to myself earlier, listened to my body earlier, and learned to implement these things sooner. How much differently my life could be. But I don't want to go down that road because I want to trust that I'm where I'm supposed to be at just the right time. And so the stuff that didn't work out so well or the times I didn't trust myself, that is all contrast and that is all learning opportunity and catalyst. You know, those are the things that we need to know. That's what I don't want. So those times I didn't trust myself, I don't want that result again. And it helps us to trust ourselves moving forward. So I don't want to judge myself or judge how my journey has been so far or in the past. I want to trust that I'm where I'm supposed to be right now in this moment because I believe in divine timing. So I was thinking about... Um, if you can hear me rustling around in my purse right now, I'm reaching for some chapstick. My lips are dry of course once I start talking so anyway (laughs) I was thinking about the times that I had I'm sorry I'm sorry to interrupt myself again one more time but I just want you to know when you listen to my podcast I'm gonna be reaching for drinks of water I'm gonna be reaching for my, my chapstick my kiddo's gonna come interrupt me 500 times probably Welcome to my life, because I'm not here to give you some polished thing, I'm here to give you like a raw, unfiltered thing, because that's me, and that's what I love. So anyway, welcome to my life, I need chapstick and my kiddo interrupts me. Alright, so, focusing now. <laughs> um, thank you for bearing with me. Focusing now. So, I gave myself permission this past year to follow my joy and to say no to the things that stressed me out or gave me anxiety. One of those things was a local like mommy and kid group that I belong to. It's honestly an amazing group, and without it, I wouldn't have met my some of my best friends. Like, all of my close friends I met through well, not all of my close friends, but like the kid, the people that my kid and I hang out with a lot. I met them all through this group, and it was. I wouldn't have found them otherwise, probably. So I'm really thankful for it. And it's a great group, and I still recommend it to everybody. Because it's just beautiful. But for me, I have been dealing my whole life with social anxiety. And especially in groups of people. So, and a lot of it is like childhood wounds of not feeling seen or heard or knowing how to express myself or being told not to express myself or that I was too much or too little you know all these messages we get in childhood that wound us and I had carried those my whole life and focused on them and built up this like really poor self-image and lack of self-love and it showed up in as a as a social anxiety And now I've gotten to this place in my life where I have noticed I have started to pay attention to my body, to my cycles, and noticed when do I feel at my best socially and when do I feel at my worst. And I've noticed that for me, if I'm paying attention to my menstrual cycle, or you know, my moon cycle, as us hippie people like to call it sometimes, I have noticed that in my luteal phase. Which is like the PMS phase. I don't like to call it that though. And on my period, I am not social. Um, for the most part. Sometimes I am, but mostly not. And I would get really bad social anxiety during that part. Because I would either A, be forced to socialize. Like back at school. Or in work or whatever. Or I would force myself to socialize during that time. Because it was the right thing to do. And um... And then, of course, during, like, after my period and leading up and including my ovulatory phase, I would feel amazing and so social. And there were times I could even go rock a group of people. And it would just, I would be, like, amazing at it. And I'd feel good about it and I'd walk away feeling like, yeah, awesome. But there were also times when I noticed, most of the time, actually almost all of the time I noticed, I felt really good one-on-one, or even in like a group of three including me, but if it was bigger than that, if it was a big group of people, or even a small group of people, no way, and even just thinking about it, my stomach is getting tight and I'm like getting short of breath, (sighs) I really don't like it, I am not a group person. And first of all, I'm an introvert versus an extrovert. And a lot of people think that means like you're either talkative or you're shy. And it's different from that, actually. it just, it's, if you're an introvert, you feel recharged by being alone. And if you're an extrovert, you feel recharged by being with people. I also think a lot of that has to do with um, our like psychic abilities. If you are an empath. Or a clear sentient, you can feel other people's energy or take on other people's energy. And if you don't know how to ground yourself and clear, you are gonna feel too much. You know, you are gonna feel stuff that's not yours, and it's gonna feel weird, and it's gonna feel bad and overwhelming. So I think that plays a part too. And I am definitely those things too. Um, so. Deep breath. Okay, thank you for bearing with me during my deep breath. See, even talking about being social like that is so stressful to me. But I was always taught that my social anxiety was something I needed to overcome. It was an irrational fear, and if I just put myself out there and gave it a good try, I would overcome it and I would be a okay. And so that's what I did my whole life. Either because I had to like when I was in school or because I thought I had to like when I was part of this amazing mommy and kid group and I thought oh I have to go socialize my child or he's gonna grow up and be like me (laughs) you know which makes no sense because I was socialized as a child and it did not help me (laughs) you know so but you know you start to overthink these things like start to dismiss your feelings and think, oh, it's something to overcome or push through or whatever messages we receive growing up become a part of our programming. So we think of it as something we have to do and, oh, I have to be social and, oh, I'm never going to make friends or be a part of society if I don't try and if I don't make myself do it. And so I would do those things and I would, I would be like, Taking deep breaths and feeling so much tightness in my chest, so much anxiety on the way to this group. There were even a couple times I left in tears because I just couldn't bear it and it was so awful and it was like all of my fears were confirmed, you know. It was just, it felt like too much for me. And I didn't know how to insert myself in conversations when everyone was talking over each other. Like In a group, I feel like people don't take the time to listen to each other because everyone's just looking for their chance to jump in maybe that's not the case and certainly not with everybody but that's what it felt like to me every time I was in a group like no one is even how do you thoughtfully fully listen to each other and have a time to respond with everyone else jumping in and I guess I'm more of a listener than a talker but I can certainly talk your ear off if we're talking about deep things (laughs) I love love deep long conversations with my friends but it has to be one-on-one or one-on-two, or whatever. Um, also, surface talk is hard and weird and pointless, but, you know, <laughs> I guess not pointless. I guess it's necessary sometimes to get to know each other or figure out if you drive or whatever, but break the ice and whatnot. But this past year, I gave myself permission to say no to those things that gave me anxiety and stress. And so I noticed... I feel anxious most of the time when I go to this group, this mommy and kid group. So following my joy and staying in high vibration, I just gave myself permission to say, what if I don't go? Like, what if I don't participate? It's okay. We'll just see how it goes. If I don't do it, whatever. It'll be there, you know, when I decide to come back. And I was still seeing my friends that I had made outside of that group one-on-one, which was better for me and I think better for my kiddo, maybe. Um, And you know what I noticed? I started thriving in so many areas. So I was being as social as I used to be, or maybe a little less, but it wasn't like I had gone full hermit or anything. I was... I might go like a week without seeing anybody, and then, and for me that feels really good, <laughs> because I sometimes need that time, especially if I'm in my luteal phase. I just need that time to like withdraw, and to think or create, or a lot of the time that's when I have my most profound spiritual experiences. And. That wouldn't happen if I were distracted and forcing myself to be out there with a bunch of people and doing things. So that happens when I withdraw like my body's telling me to do and my emotions are telling me to do. I withdraw and I give myself that space that my body's telling me I need and good things happen. And when I started doing that, I had so many cool revelations during that time. So many cool things. So much more time to just sit and journal and be and meditate and and, like, make sure my house is clean so it's a nice, wonderful space for my family. You know, it's it's more high, high vibration for us. And I was still seeing my friends, still being social, but it was one-on-one. And it was actual, light, like, quality time together. Because we're not in a group of people, we're just focused on each other. My kiddo's going to come just a second, I warned you. so we were able to have those quality deep long conversations that like actually mean something instead of being in a group of moms and everyone's talking about sunscreen you know which is fine because everyone wants the best sunscreen I get it (laughs) you know I've been there and those can be enjoyable too but for me I prefer the deep conversations about the weird stuff and you just don't get that in a group of people because everyone is on a different wavelength or a different set of beliefs or doesn't want to be vulnerable with a bunch of people. So for me, the one-on-one is better. Here comes my kiddo. Oh, hello. Are you a wolf or not? Are you Sheriff Callie? All right, Sheriff Callie, I'll be right there, okay? I'll be a wolf when I'm done with this. I'm finishing up something, okay? i we go. Can I meet you back out there in a minute? Navi, I'll meet you back out there in a minute, okay? What is this? Take it out there, okay? What is that? It's carrots. Go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Be out there soon. Sorry about that. So, my relationships got better because we were talking about actual, real things that mattered to us versus surface things. Navi, please. I some gummy worms. Yes, and I'll bring them for you when I'm done. Please go out there and I'll be there soon. <laughs> I'm working on something, sweet. Hey. <laughs> oh, I just ripped my charger out of the wall. Okay, sometimes you just have to get the gummy worms for the sake of peace, am I right? Please. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now please meet me in the living room and I'll be there soon. Okay, I'm really sorry about that. Um, so, anyway, my relationships deepened, and it was really quality over quantity, so not hanging out with as many people, but hanging out with the ones that I really drive with, which for me feels better. It feels more authentic, and it feels less stressful, then it also gave me space since i wasn't stressing myself to like do these things that didn't feel good so i would it, back when i was forcing myself to go out in groups of people i would come back home and i would be totally spent and wiped out for the whole day unable to do anything creative anything for my family anything for myself you know it was just like come home and for the rest of the day not the rest of the day that's an exaggeration but you know come home and Like while my kiddo naps, all I'm doing that whole nap time is watching TV so I can shut off my mind. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing because sometimes you need that to relax. But now when I'm hanging out with my friends one-on-one and getting that quality time and those really engaging conversations, I come home and I feel energized by it and I feel inspired. And I'm more likely to create and reflect and meditate or do something productive that feels good or work on a hobby that fills me up you know instead of needing to turn off because i'm so drained um and that's like a big game changer for me and it has given me room for a lot of growth and given me room to create things that I wasn't creating before, like this podcast. and the, the sapphire goddess circle and working on a novel that has been a dream of mine for a while and has submissions coming up I'm excited about. So send me some good vibes. <laughs> um, just things like that. So and thinking back, if I hadn't given myself the permission to follow my joy, and to trust what my body is asking for, if I had seen, and I didn't even see it as like, it was my intuition telling me not to go do these group things, I feel like, looking back just, I only realized this just before I made this podcast episode, that that wasn't just plain old irrational anxiety telling me not to do those things, it was my intuition saying, look, the group stuff isn't your thing. The one-on-one stuff is your thing and if you just trust that and go for that you will have more time to create and you will have more time to feed your soul and you won't be living in stress you won't be living in have to you'll be living in get to and oh my goodness it's been amazing so i didn't even notice it was that i didn't even notice that those those big painful uncomfortable feelings of anxiety it was actually my body communicating to me what my intuition knew. And so it just made me wonder all the other times I have felt anxiety in my life was that intuition. And so I want to encourage myself and encourage anyone listening. If you are feeling anxiety about something, to sit and, to sit with it and to like listen and ask your body, what does this mean? Why do I feel stressed about this? Why do I feel anxious about this? Don't dismiss yourself. Don't do that, okay? Listen and then think of like what would feel better in this moment. So I don't know if your anxiety is social like mine or if your anxiety is whatever else. It could be anything. to sit with it and just think, what does this mean? What is my body telling me? And it might lead you somewhere Weird. Right? To think about it like this, most of the things we have to do or should be doing are social constructs. So, if your intuition is leading you to try something weird, give yourself permission to just try it. You know, be wise about it, but follow that joy, follow that intuition, follow that lightning strike of inspiration and just give it a try. And if you, if you want to kind of draw on some wisdom of some other sisters, kind of talk it out and figure out what else, what your intuition might be trying to tell you or what your other options may be, I really encourage you to join the Sapphire Goddess Circle on Facebook because we can talk about it, we can kind of flesh it out and give, give each other support and ideas. Because if a year ago someone had just, or even, you know, any time in my life, if someone had told me, hey, it's okay that you don't want to go be in a group of people. Like, that's fine. You don't have to do that. It's perfectly okay to thrive one-on-one with people. And it's funny that I'm saying this and I (laughs) am leading a, a, a circle, which is a group. But it feels different to me. Because we're all coming to this group with the understanding and expectation that we'll hold space for each other, and we'll listen to each other, and honor each other, and that's what I feel like is missing most of the time when I try to be social in groups of people, because like I said, it's just, to me it feels like people just talking over each other and trying to get their their shot in, or their jab in, or whatever. And to me, circles feel different. Circles have a purpose. We're all coming like with the same intention of openness and respect and honoring and trust and softness, expansiveness, and when we come that way with that intention and we're kind of on the same wavelength, I think it feels different to me. And plus, this circle is online right now. In the future, I'd love to do one in person too, but right now it's online, so it feels like even a little safer because you're behind your keyboard. You know, you can think about what you want to say, and you can, you can write out a sentence, and you can erase it if it doesn't sound right, and you can try again. So there's like that even added layer of safetyness, So you don't have to share anything you're not comfortable with. You don't have to try to find your quick way in to say something if everyone else is talking too because you just you get to say what you need to say and you can listen and you can honor and it's just beautiful so I really would love for you to join us because the more women we have the more diversity we have and you know the bigger support system we have Because as you're expanding and growing and facing shadows and all that hard stuff, because some people think that growth is just beautiful. Oh, look at that flower growing, you know. But it's not like that with people. It's like hard work. And so it's nice to have each other for support. And it's nice, hopefully, I hope that the way I'm doing this podcast, I'm not going to go back and edit the parts where I was taking deep breaths. I'm not going to edit the part where my kiddo was interrupting me. I hope that my realness will encourage you, too. That, you know, when I talk about socializing in groups, it makes me short of breath. And so I get anxiety. I get it because I'm there. I get it because I feel it. And I also know how to help because I have understood how to do it a different way, too. And I have dived deep and, and found, like... So many cool things, I guess I won't get into it now, but I'll definitely get into it in the circle and in future podcast episodes and everything so I hope you'll join us and I hope you'll stick around and come back for more so if you feel led to if this drives with you, please subscribe and and like maybe write and share with your friends and share in your Facebook groups and all that stuff because um, it would mean a lot to me and I think it would help build a a more supportive and diverse circle for us too so i just want to encourage you you goddess to listen to your intuition to trust yourself because your intuition is queen 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 okay there is nobody higher than her and i don't mean that as like a disrespect to source spirit universe god whatever you want to call that divine love higher energy the higher consciousness or maybe you call it your higher self i mean no disrespect to that i think our intuition is a part of that i think our intuition is connected directly to source and so when i say that our intuition is queen i mean our intuition is right there with source it's part of it we are one so i just want to empower you listen to your intuition okay Listen to what your source is telling you. Listen to what your spirit guides are telling you. Just listen and trust and go there, okay? So thank you so much for listening. Have an absolutely wonderful and empowered and embodied day.